This is episode 185 of the Coaching for Pastors podcast. Hey, my friend, my name is Jeff Cady. I am a pastor in central Iowa, been a pastor for 35 years, and I'm happy to speak with you today. Thanks for taking just a few minutes. You know, when the Titanic hit that iceberg and the hull was breached, it took quite a while for the passengers to understand that they were in trouble. They didn't know, and it took a while. What if we could understand that we're in trouble? What if we are, but we don't know it? I think as believers in 21st century America in 2022, we're in trouble in a lot of ways, and we don't realize it. And I think one of those troubles has to do with time and attention and relationship, all surrounded by our connection with God. I think we're in trouble. We're busy and we're busied. We're distracted. We're fixated on screens and on signals and messages and programs. And we're apart from God. We're not very close to him, even though he's very close to us. I think I think that we're in trouble, and we don't even know it. Years ago, a friend of mine was telling me about his time management prowess, and he said that when people would come into his office to talk with him, he had this kitchen timer, and he would wind it to 20 minutes, and he would say, you have my full, undivided attention. For the next 20 minutes, go. And I remember thinking, I remember being attracted to that a little bit, a little jealous that he could do that because I loved like time management principles and productivity and all that. But I remember thinking there was something a little off about that. That didn't seem right to me. I remember a teacher in the Christian school at the church I was in. She was concerned about some things and she wanted to talk to me. And I was in one of the parsonages on the property. And she walked up the driveway and we pulled out the lawn chairs and we sat and we talked. And we talked for four hours. The first two and a half hours were good, but it was that last 90 minutes. That was the money. That's when we got down to what she really wanted to talk about. And if I had given her two and a half hours we never would have dealt with the issue. It just took time and communication and focus and attention. Years ago, I used to take my boys on a father-son canoe trip every fall. Guys from our church would do this, and we would take along some boys whose dads weren't available to them, and we would just have a great time. But one of the best things about it was the time that we spent as men around the campfire while the boys played in the woods. We were in the Adirondacks, and we would put our canoes into a stream, and we would paddle the stream to the end, and the end would be Good Luck Lake. Look it up. Beautiful. And in the fall, you'd come around the bend, and there the lake would open up in front of you, and ringing the lake were, were beautiful trees with all their colors in the Adirondacks. The best times were around the fire for hours 
where we would talk. We would have conversations we wouldn't have in two years of Sundays at the church. But it took time, and it took focus, and it took attention. I remember taking missions trips with students, and we'd be gone for generally once a year we would take a trip, and it would be a 17- or 18-day missions trip. And I would get to know those students so well. I mean, I knew them. They were in my youth group. They were in my church. You know, I spent some time with them. But, man, not like on those trips. And this was back when we could pull off a 17- or 18-day missions trip every year. And I had adults who were business owners, and they would schedule that time away, and they would come and be be youth leaders with me. Oh, it was fantastic. But the best thing was getting to know those kids because of the time spent in proximity and in focused conversation and in shared experiences and and, uh, working and serving together. A lot of time. In fact, when we were spending time out west, western Canada, with First Nations people, I learned how much they value time together, even if it's in silence. Even if it's just sitting together and observing a rushing river or a campfire or kids playing in the field, they just really loved that time. They valued presence. They valued, valued presence over conversation even. And as the conversation would come, that would be all the better. But they valued that time. Again, their flow of life was much slower than mine. I was from eastern New York State, and we had a pace very different than western Canada. And it would once in a while get my skin crawling a little bit. I just wanted to get up and get going and get something done and do something. But I learned from them that just sitting together, being together, was valuable. I think we're in trouble because I think we're so busy that we don't, we don't spend the time with God that other generations have been able to spend sitting in a field or up in a tree or on a mountainside somewhere, sitting in a quiet place where there weren't cars because there weren't any. There wasn't the hustle and bustle and the noise because people didn't travel outside of a certain radius much. Not like today, we get into our vehicles and in our airplanes and we get on our devices and we talk to people from all over the world and we travel all over the world and we're busy and could we be in trouble? Then I go back to Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we won't fear Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging, mm, there's a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come and see. See what the Lord has done, the desolation he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. 
he says, Be still. Know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. He's an ever-present help in trouble. Pastor, I think we're in trouble. I think we need that extended time with God. When was the last time you took a retreat day? You just went off by yourself. You meditated on Scripture. You listened for the voice of God. You journaled your thoughts and prayers. And then afterwards, you found a wise, slow, and steady person, and you just sat and debriefed with them. Pastor, I want to encourage you to slow down, schedule it, spend some time just being still and just knowing that he is God and that he is with us. In that passage in Psalm 46, oh my goodness, you think about what's going on in the world today, the wars and the upheaval in nations and geopolitically and economically in so many ways. The God of Jacob is our fortress and our refuge. Pastor, you are in the battle of ministry, and I just want to encourage you, pull aside, schedule some time alone so that you can just breathe and be quiet and hear from God. Pastor, I love you for what you do. Thanks for serving. Thanks for teaching. Thanks for loving your people. Thanks for reaching the lost. Thanks for building up believers. Thanks for what you're doing. Hey, we're coming into a great season, a season of Thanksgiving, a season of Advent, a season of new things. These are some great months coming up, and then after a few more months, the season of resurrection. Take the time, Pastor. You, yes, you. You know who you are, right? Take the time. Schedule it. You can do that. Even in the toughest situations where time is at a premium, pull away. Find some time to just be with God. I hope you have a great day today, and I will catch up with you tomorrow on the Coaching for Pastors podcast.